scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. And Joe, I have to ask you, how does it feel that we have to do an Ansem report for this video game before we have even gotten past the title card? <laughs> I mean, it feels about as you would expect, um, but I think that's the that's the territory of Kingdom Hearts. I think I think we all knew deep down in our in our kingdom heart that Roxas was a whole can of worms. The little kahuna, as it were. <laughs> um, so do we want to start with the questions we were, Oh, actually, we should start by just saying, hey, if you're new ish to the show, this when we call an episode an Anson report, what we mean is we're going to talk about the recent events that the the events that we have been recently talking about on the show but in a much more spoilery light so if you haven't played all the games in the series and don't want them spoiled this is an episode to skip otherwise settle in because it's about to get wild yeah we're uh, roxas is going to lead to conversations about birth by sleep and probably three five eight over two which are both uh handheld games that came after this um, and take place way, way before it. And that's that's where we're at. That's the state of Kingdom Hearts, I think, is these are unfortunately required to make sense of this mess. Do you want to start with our listener questions, or do you want to start with my fan theory about why Jet Monkey HD Gaming is Anson the Wise, a.k.a. Diz? I'm so glad you remembered that because I didn't, but I really need to know. So we're starting with that. Yeah, tell me. I think I think I think the the listeners are are waiting on the edge of their seat and have been for a week. <laughs> the clearest clue came last week, where Roxas is in Digital Twilight Town. Spoiler alert: the Twilight Town he's in is a computer. I think we already talked about this. Absolutely, but he, he he's in a computer. He's hanging out in Digital Nominee's room. Cutscene happens. A low battery message appears on the screen because Jet Monkey HD Gaming forgot to plug in their wireless PlayStation 4 controller. DualShock 3. DualShock 7. <laughs> DualShock 358 over 2. This made me think. There are no instances of that that we have seen previously in our adventures, but this indicates that the 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 games themselves are 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 digital, right? Because because they're video games. Because they're video games, and this made me think: what else is digital <laughs> in the Kingdom Hearts franchise? And I will tell you at the end. Too many things of. This video game called Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, a character named Nansen the Wise, who is also a character named Diz, is using some sort of uh, 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 vacuum trombone <laughs> to turn an artificial Kingdom Hearts, keep that in mind, an artificial thing called Kingdom Hearts into data. Oh my god. And what better way? To do that, then, than to convert the events of his world and the events, of, well, well, specifically to convert the hearts of the people of his world who had been lost to darkness. How better to convert them into data than con- to convert those hearts and feelings into a video game of his own creation? That video game, of course, is the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Now, if you follow, 
Now, before I, before I can explain what a video game is, I have to talk to you about parallel universes. <laughs> How can it be 1.5? It's only Kingdom Hearts 1 or Kingdom Hearts 2. You, you can't have half a Kingdom Hearts. You can't have 0.5 video games. Uh, I can't believe we haven't naturally gotten to that joke earlier. <laughs> so, my conjecture, my thesis is that the video game series Kingdom Hearts is a, a an an interpretation of the events of this alternate world filtered through both the perspectives of the hearts that were lost and uh, were sent back into this artificial Kingdom Hearts at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 and through the perspective of the one man who guided the creation of this digital object, the Kingdom Hearts franchise, that being Ansem the Wise, a.k.a. Jet Monkey HD Gaming. Now. (laughs) Why is this so fleshed out? Because, you see. You've been thinking about it for two weeks. You might wonder, why is there no commentary on Jet Monkey HD Gaming's Let's Plays? Every Let's Play has commentary, you say. That's not true. (laughs) What is even the point of making a a Let's Play if you're just going to show the video game when a human could just play the video game? And I will tell you, because the Jet Monkey HD Gaming quote-unquote no-commentary Let's Play of Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2, in fact, does have commentary in the form of the shameless self-insert on the part of Jetmonkey HD Gaming, that being Ansem the Wise. Are you saying Ansem the Wise is Jetmonkey's OC self-insert? That is correct, because if you were a self-entitled dick who thinks he's smart enough to call himself Ansem the Wise, you are the type of person who would have this alter ego named Diz who is like, what if we took Orin from Final Fantasy X but covered him in more garbage and made him make even less sense? Yes. And he would be dark and he would be on the he would be on the side of the light, but he would walk through the darkness and only in the end would he be able to would the would 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 the kindness of those around him bring him out of that darkness and in his final sacrifice save the world. So, Jetmonkey HD Gaming's quote unquote no commentary let's play is a commentary let's play as every line of dialogue from Diz, aka Ansem the Wise, is actually commentary from the creator of the franchise and of the let's play that we are watching, Jetmonkey HD, because we already know that Monkey Butt is the canonical name of the gummy ship, and therefore. That is why he changes it from the default that is probably just the imagination of the of the the hearts that were translated from the artificial kingdom hearts into the digital unit. They just assume, oh, maybe it's called the Excalibur. That seems like a decent name. But no, Jet Monkey HD Gaming has escaped into our world and is rectifying the the incorrect uh, the the glitch in the data that made it default to Excalibur, and he is showing us that the correct name is the monkey butt. Are you convinced yet? I've been convinced. I'm just really curious how far you've thought this out. Uh, that's as far as it goes. Okay. That was... Hey, you want to take some listener questions? That was like seven minutes of, a, of <laughs> the most ridiculous bullshit I think you've probably ever said in your life, but definitely <laughs> that's ever been on the show. Um, so if you're still listening... Um, <laughs> Should I have said that Jet Monkey HD Gaming is specifically the commentary? Have I the, did I even mention that that's the let's the, that's the let's play we're watching and not just some garbage words that spilled <laughs> out of my mouth? Did I even say that? No, I think it's just I. I hopefully, if people are listening, they, they know common knowledge at this um, point. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, if not, I understand. Um, I was gonna interject actually because I, that would make sense on why. There's like the opening that plays on, in Kingdom Hearts One because it's actually just the memories from you're just watching Namine put in the memories and back into Sora's brain. That's right. But Jetmonkey HD is trying to put his intro in there too. 
get that get that branding in Sora's brain. Um, so that's that's my take on the headcanon. Wow, that's let's take some let's, listener questions. Let's take some listener questions. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, probably the one that you put on the top of the document, right? That works. This one is from at Cut to the Chase on Twitter. Chase with two S's. Cut to the chassis. I don't. I'm know. assuming it's their last name. Sure. This individual <laughs> says, "I'm almost caught up in the Riku story section. Do you think that the smelling thing may have come from weird mistranslation or a misunderstanding of sense? S C E N T S versus sense? S E N S E, and they really are sensing powers and not noticing the scents." of power that is a pretty decent idea however i really like the idea of riku just smelling people uh, i'm trying to rack my brain and figure out if that's actually how translation works i don't uh, it, I, I don't I know i don't think it is i don't think it is um because because, because it, those may be close to homophonous is our, that how you would say it I don't, they, they are homonyms. homophones, so they are homophonous. Oh, I guess. homophones! Yeah, they, uh, I'm, I don't. I haven't taken an English class in years. They are close to homophones, or maybe just homophones in English. But I don't think that necessarily means that that would make it more difficult to translate, it, right? I, it, or may, actually, it would, right? Because if you are translating it and you are, I mean, the translators of these games to tend to do well i think but theoretically if you didn't have a 100 percent grasp of the english language you might not even know that those are two different words because mm-hmm. they sound the same or, or even that the difference is so big <laughs> uh and right, within right. context but i think but, the, the reason i don't think it's the case is the language around it Seems very much. It's all pretty smelly. It's all pretty smelly, and I, I, I don't think like there's the there's the literal visual of Riku smelling his arm when he says it's darkness that I smell. Oh right. So there's there's that. That's also not how the Japanese language would work. Um, I don't I don't think there's a correlation there. Uh, I think it's just they really like the the premise of Riku smelling darkness, um, and track and being like a, a tracking dog in in boy form. But for darkness, <laughs> so that's um. I mean, it's. I, I think I, un- I completely understand coming to that conclusion, but I don't know. I I have I I want to read up on weird translation stuff because there's a lot of history in it. I think mainly I know about it in regards to like Mega Man games, um, and that's because they're all sort of rooted in musical words. Right, right. Um, which interests me, but yeah, seems like a lot of work to me. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. There's people who do it and compile it into books. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested in reading some of those, but I, I haven't, and I don't think this is that situation. But you want to take the next question? Sure. So this one came to us on Twitter from Polly AM Radio, which I believe Sophie is the person who runs that account, and they ask. Why does Roxas look like Ventus, and by extension, why does Sora look like Emo Ventus, which they mean uh, Vanitas. From, these are characters from Birth by Sleep. And they say, I know this is from another game, but Roxas showing up kind of begs the question. And I think we might have touched on it originally, or ra- rather in the Ansem report, where after Sora became Heartless for a minute, because when, when you become a Heartless, that's when your nobody pops up, if you have one. Um, and so that's when Roxas started to exist was somewhere in Kingdom Hearts 1 where Sora becomes a Heartless briefly. Man, that's such a complicated situation. Um, <laughs> Roxas, is, right. Roxas is so weird and different because A, Sora could wield a Keyblade, and B, Sora came back, which makes Roxas even less supposed to exist than nobodies already do. Not to sound like Diz, I don't, I don't hate nobodies, I promise. Uh <laughs> But the extra weird part is that uh, Roxas actually looks like Ventus, which is a character from Birth by Sleep, who we know is kind of uh, hanging out inside of Sora's heart uh, because of they had a bad time in their game. And that happened many, many years before Kingdom Hearts 1. 
yeah, there was there was sort of a connection made between Ventus and a very young Sora, an unborn Sora heart. I think it might have been, and when he was like four or five, I don't know how. I thought there was a whole thing where there was like in Birth by Sleep, Ventus is standing there, and there's a heart that's like, "Hey, I'm a heart that hasn't been born yet." Am I making this up? If you, I mean, here's the thing: I, if you are, it doesn't sound far fetched. Anyway, I would believe it, but regardless of the timing, uh, right? Ventus's and Sora's hearts had a sort of chance encounter. At one point. And so, when Ventus was having a very bad time, his heart needed a place to recover. And so, because he had already made this sort of chance encounter connection with Sora's heart, his heart went inside of Sora's heart to just hang out and recoup for a while. And that for a while turned out to be a very long time, because he's still in there as of the events of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. And and... the beginning of 3. So, uh... So, so, so because of that, that is why Roxas looks like Ventus is because the weird nature of Sora's heart at the moment made the nobody, I think. I think, I think our question asker is aware of just the connection, Mm -hmm. but, but the question becomes like, why does that connection make it so that the nobody looks different? And I think there are a few arguments you could make. My my, my guess would be, this is going to sound dumb, but like the same reason I think nominee is weird is because... Let's, I, I visualize it in a way where the sword that Sora stabbed his heart with maybe had to go through the other ones before it really got to him um and it Uh it kind of it kind of clipped a little bit of Sora and a little bit of Ventus and I I would assume Ventus would be more accessible than Sora's yeah you could you could make that argument you could also make the argument that uh here this is me very much reaching Mm -hmm. but you could also make the argument that Throughout all the events of Kingdom Hearts 1, because Ventus's heart has had some time to recover as of the events of that game, Ventus is kind of in there, but like, you know, his heart is, you know, waking up a little bit, and at the moment that, you know, crisis is happening and, and Sora is being turned into a heartless, you could argue that, like, Ventus's heart makes some sort of action to protect Sora, because Sora has to, like, very quickly get his body back, and he does, uh, very quickly get his body back, so it's almost like Ventus's heart takes the fall there because Sora becomes not a heartless like two minutes later, mm-hmm. and like maybe he couldn't do that if his body was already being a nobody somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So are you implying that Roxas is more Ventus's nobody? Because that's the logical conclusion I think uh, here. M- mm, maybe. I, I or guess like I just see mean both like of theirs nobodies. The 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 yeah yeah kind of both of them like the physical form was donated by Ventus so that it didn't have to use Sora's physical form. This is again me totally. Rich. I mean it's a thing that they do they do coexist. So I think there's there's weight to that idea um, because that yeah. with with the exception of Namine and Sora, which is or not, well Namine and Kyrie and Sora all coexisting there's a lot of weird shit that happens exclusively because of sora being a disaster (laughs) now the next question why does vanitas look and sound like sora to which the answer is Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so they had had Haley joel osmond on uh Mm -hmm. on cast and they were like you know why not yeah, for those unaware, there's a villainous character in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, the prequel game, named Vanitas, who is like, uh, wow, okay. At one point, Ventus was just a normal boy, and then a very mean man decided, what happens if I t- take all of the darkness out of this boy and make it its own thing and leave just a light boy in its place? The light boy is Ventus. The dark boy is Vanitas, and for some reason Vanitas looks like Sora and has the same voice actor as Sora, and, like, well, I guess the connection between Sora and Ventus would have already, could have maybe already happened, 
at that point. That's what I'm. Is it? I've been googling while you've been talking, and that seems to yeah. be the 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 clear consensus that people are taking as fact on whatever subreddit I ended up on. Oh, our Kingdom <laughs> Hearts. Okay. Um. So, and it seems to be yeah. The the streamline of events is like Xehanort trying to take darkness out of Ventus's heart, and then it becoming Venetus, and then uh, Ventus connecting with Sora, and then. That connection. So Ventus connecting to... with Sora happens after Vanitas is created, is what you're saying. Uh, I think there's like, it seems to be a bumpy road. <laughs> you sure? Um, so maybe because of that connection, whether in a linear time sense or a non-linear time sense, because of that connection, Vanitas looks like Sora. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, because it seems to be like Sora reaches out. Or his heart reaches out to save Ventus after Vanitas has been sort of plucked. Oh, right, right, right. It's sort of in the same moment there. Yeah. This is all before you play the game. This is all back backstory to Birth by Sleep. And then the game happens. Yeah, and then the game happens. But like because the, the gap in Ventus's heart is filled by Sora, um, Vanitas takes on this, this visual of Sora because Vanitas is inherently linked to Ventus. It's dense. It all it all feels like reach for they made it look like yeah. evil Sora. <laughs> they yeah they wanted Haley Joel Osment to play a different role because it would be fun. Yeah. Um. But that probably is the lore answer. Again, we do this stupid thing where we answer listener questions in these answer reports. But like we are not. I don't think. I mean, I'm certainly not. I'm not sure. I I doubt you would make this claim either. I don't think really either of us claim to be like lore experts that's kind of why we decided to make a recap show so that like people who really like the games but have trouble understanding them can listen along with people for whom that's also the case and we can all try to figure it out together as opposed to us being like well yes of course if you read the third sentence of secret answer of ansom secret report report number three the answer is clearly that jet monkey hd gaming is is this (laughs) yeah do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm, I think we're on the same page as far as like how we, how we view our connection to lore. I, I might, yeah. I might be more well read on like FNAF lore than Kingdom Hearts. But <laughs> here we are. Let's head on to the next question. This one, this one comes from Plakwas. This one comes from Discord. Hey, we have a Discord server. Um, we'll plug you, that. you can find it by just going on the on our Twitter and it's the pinned tweet. Yeah, but we'll we'll plug our Twitter and all that shit at the end of the episode, like usual. Oh god, my computer is like dying. I can't even hear you anymore. Jesus Christ, what is happening? <laughs> it's Jet Monkey HD, you've learned too much. <laughs> I think it's back to normal. Is it? I'm gonna talk for just a little bit and see if you hear I me. I can hear you fine now. Cool. What I said was I think it's Jet Monkey HD hacking in and you've learned too much. All I heard was I heard much as munch, so all I heard was, is Jet Monkey HD munch? (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, probably, he probably is eating this audio file. (laughs) Uh, I'm saying he now because he is Ansem the Wise. Fair. Um, So, sorry, this question comes to us from Plakwas from the Discord. I'm sure this is already the plan, but trying to make sense of that, of what Twilight Town is exactly sounds great. Um, I, yeah, I've been, str- yeah, that's weird. I've been struggling with this since like chain of memories because you go to like this memory twilight town, which is like memory is a stretch because it's just kind of fake twilight town in this, in the card form. And that's where Sora, well, no, cause Sora goes to sleep in castle oblivion in the pod. This, the, the, yep. the, the pod is what fucks me up. And then Riku sees the pod in memory twilight town which is yes. already dumb and then that pod gets transported to the real twilight town and Correct. roxas sees it in his data twilight town you got it so there is a real twilight town i think Yes, and, the one that is visited by Sora later in this game. Yeah, it takes fucking four different appearances of Twilight Town to get to the real one. But there is a real one. 
But I think the main question here is why <laughs> the fuck why? is it like this? Um, because the, I think the question here is, let's start with the memory Twilight Town. Um, I only know this because I'm caught up with uh, our friends over at uh, Kingdom Smarts, the, the, the other really fun uh, Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. I'm listening to their show and they are currently going through Chain of Memories. And the way that it's articulated is that the memory of Twilight Town that Sora, and then later Riku, but the memory of Twilight Town that Sora visits is articulated, I believe, by um, uh, Vexen as a memory from the other side of Sora's heart. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember, like, like that makes sense because uh, that's where Roxas is when he's living his 358 days over two. But also... Why does Riku go there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that it. That's why the. That's why the memory Twilight Town exists. Because, as you mentioned, Roxas is obviously connected to Sora, given that Roxas is Sora's nobody. So, the other side of Sora's heart, meaning sort of like Roxas's memories, because he has been there. Yeah. Then your next question: Why does Riku go there? I don't fucking know. They already had the card, and they needed him to go to another place. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's. That's what I mean. You might as well re- reduce, reuse, recycle, right? It's that second R that really that really helps. Yeah, that's that's the only instance of chain of memories where I'm thinking like where, like, that's the only time I'm thinking they don't actually remember this place. And like, there's no logical leap to Riku being in Twilight Town before. Um, so that's weird to me. But yeah. I mean. We, I mean, all of Riku's worlds are weird, right? Because we don't really have... There are a lot of worlds in that game where, like... We haven't seen him there. I think it's... We never saw him there. Yeah, it's like a... I don't think it's as hard of a reach, though. Um, because, like, there's worlds where, like, the darkness was happening and Sora was there. So, like, it's. I think it's feasible to think Riku has been there, but I don't know if it's feasible to think he's ever in Twilight Town. You could just say that it's Sora's memory, well, rather, Roxas's memories that he's entering. Because Sora's basically doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Those aren't really his memories that he's entering. Yeah. He's entering Roxas's. So that card is probably made of Roxas's memories of Twilight yeah. Town. I guess it just makes more sense um, for Sora to be able to go into Roxas's memories. But it says it's not important. <laughs> it's not worth, yeah. uh, you know, it's not worth the deep dive. It happens, and we move on. And it's not particularly vital, so even if what Riku does in that fake Twilight Town is vital, so eventually we do get to this this real Twilight Town. I think it's one of the worlds that exists sort of in the in the in the Twilight Zone, um, in between uh, the the Light Realm and Dark Realm. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Town is in fact um, one of the Twilight worlds, along with I think Land of Departure and Traverse. Well, Traverse Town, uh, probably the world that never was. If that's not in the realm of darkness, because it could be, but I think it would make more sense if it was in between. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, it's. It's weird, unnecessarily so, and I think similar to our issue with with the boat and going to Neverland. I think it's just a matter of like this is what would make sense, but the game in no way conveys it clearly. Yeah, but I think I think then I think you can just follow it through and then say you know we've really got the memory one down. We've kind of got that yeah. one figured out. The data one exists just because Roxas spent a lot of time there, so it's probably easier to hide Roxas if the and, and like keep him from remembering who he was if you put him in a data world that he already has like an emotional connection to and wouldn't want to leave. Mm. Right. Like if you're trapping someone in data, why not just make it trap them in a place where they wouldn't want to leave. And then there just is a real one because I mean, because Roxas spent time in the real one. That's why all these other ones exist. So it's special in that it has all of these strange connections to Roxas and therefore Sora, but it's not special in that it kind of is just a world. Um, yeah, and a world that a happens to have a strong connection to a lot of the characters. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Twilight Town. It's good. Yep. It's a good place. 
This next question also comes from the Discord server from Nick, um, NIC. Uh, and it says, hey, I have a question. I know there's debate on whether Roxas should come back or not in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and I know or think that Ventus is going to come back. But should Roxas um, or to dig even deeper, what about Xion? And this, um, there was a bit of a conversation in the Discord about this um, afterwards. But I, I think it's worth bringing up on the show. Because I think there's, I think there's a, a big difference between what we think should happen and what we think will happen. Right. Um, the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 that's been out since last summer did it seem to... I think it was uh, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, talking to Sora next to Zimnus. Oh man, that's I'm so excited about this stupid game. <laughs> uh, talking, talking to Sora, it's like, why would you want to bring Roxas back? And uh, and I'm like, I don't know why the fuck would Ro- why would Sora want to bring Roxas back? Um, but this, does he say Roxas or Ventus? I can't remember. He says I'm pr- I'm like ninety percent sure it's Roxas. I'm gonna look it up real okay. quick. Um, I think because that's kind of the whole plot of Dream Drop Distance slash Recoded is Sora figuring out that Ventus is in there and then he has to get him out. You gotta get free that boy, right? And that's kind of what it's it's a it's a plot line in Dream Drop Distance, but I'm I'm very skeptical to say what Dream Drop Distance is about. Uh huh. So there's there's that. So I I'm really torn because the whole there's this there's this weird abstract through line of like the seven lights and the 13 darknesses of uh, that that will be vital to the end of Kingdom Hearts three. The opening to Dream Drop Distance seems to imply that it's the seven lights are Sora, Riku, Mickey, Ventus, Aqua, Terra question mark my and I th- I'm pretty sure that everyone agrees that the seventh one's going to be Lee um, which is okay, okay I guess was he that much of a fan favorite <laughs> um, <laughs> why not Kyrie but uh, yep yeah uh, well I, I don't know I'm still like holding out like maybe they can't get Tara back and they Kyrie is there I don't know yeah that'd be cool. I think I think they also imply that Kyrie is learning to use a keyblade but they might not make her as important as she should be questioning but yeah so that's that's the the actual situation like case of kingdom hearts 3 going forward is it seems like he wants to bring roxas back even if he can't and shouldn't um and it's getting the band back together yeah to, to, you know you know he needs to get all uh, these powerful people in one spot right and um, i sure hope it doesn't involve time travel because i think there's enough time travel yeah. in kingdom hearts and the 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 question at hand that sort of answers like the will they bring Roxas back question is like that's the evidence that maybe they would or maybe they wouldn't right like just that I guess that is just sort of the circumstance mm-hmm. of if they would why they would then the next question is uh, from a quality of the narrative perspective should they. And my answer is a resounding no. Yeah, absolutely because not. Because I think I think that the character of Roxas, the his arc is done in my eyes. Between yeah. three five eight over two and Kingdom Hearts two, that character has a complete arc with a satisfying few, if any, ending, ding, dangling threads, and nothing in this franchise has ever been able to just end nicely yep. like that. There's always dangling. Which is threads. which is almost but, a guarantee that he will be back. <laughs> yeah, but like I I've always liked that like, you know, Roxas kind of gets his happy ending at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 and I want it to stay that way kind of. I I like the note that the character ends on. Yeah, I think if anything similar to the the ending you're talking about, I think I'd like to see Sora interacting with Lee and we sort of see like Axel and Roxas reconnect in that way. Um, I, th- uh, cause I, I, th- yeah. I think narratively that would be cool because I think their their friendship was a, was a, was a thing. So, um, but to but to talk about Xion, I don't think we'll see Xion again. I don't think we should see Xion again. So Xion is a character in three five eight over two days, um, who is sort of an artificially created nobody to suck the memories and power out of Roxas. Um, when she's a replica, just like replica Riku. Yeah, in um, 
the the fake fourteenth member of the organization, and I have a lot of feelings about Xion narratively and thematically. Uh, I <laughs> I may have in the past written about Xion as a trans narrative because in trying to replicate Sora, she still presents feminine. Um, yeah, which yeah. is super interesting to me. But uh, it is, yeah. And also doing it through Roxas, which is an interesting sort of chain of of like emotions. But um, the the new entry to the franchise, Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> chain of emotions, chain of emotions. So I don't think she's gonna show up. I th- I think there's no justification for her coming back. Um, I think her 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 relationship with both the narrative of Kingdom Hearts and specifically to Roxas has more than concluded at the end of 358 and I don't I don't even think there's enough going on with her to like come back in like in, in, in at all in Kingdom Hearts 3 maybe a flashback or something but I don't know like it's not even I think a situation yeah. where like hypothetically if Axel wasn't important later on I think he's enough of a fan favorite where they would have like put something in. I don't. I don't think Xion has that sort of um, relevance in the narrative. I think it's it's a very. I think she's very specific to Roxas within three five eight. And similarly to the Roxas situation of the question of of should they, I also think that Xion's story is done. Yeah. Um, Even more so than Roxas. Right. Next question comes from. Tom Ann Smith on Twitter. Why did... This one's fun. Why did Diz and Riku in the form of Ansem bother to 3D print the money pouch at all? You'd have to intentionally convert the data into a physical object. (laughs) Or should Riku have just turned into some horrible Riku money money pouch hybrid a la the fly? Yes to the last question. Yeah, uh-huh. So this is referring specifically to scene in which Riku, when he's still just seen as sort of the hooded figure that keeps entering into Roxas's day and ruining it, he steals Roxas's bus money, uh, and then we see another, a scene of him back in the minority report room in the real I guess Twilight Town. As as we go through this question, I think it's we don't know if he's in the real Twilight Town because there is a identical one in the Data Twilight Town. Data and a Data Diz, yeah. I, guess. I mean, it could be the real Diz in the Data Twilight Town hiding in the basement. Oh sure, it's that's there's so many things where it's like, and eh, it could be. But I also really like the idea of like the reason I I definitely am cons- thinking about this question is because Sora does get that money pouch and the blue crystal that Riku takes. Um, right. which I think we'll see like really soon. I think like, it's like the, he gets it before he leaves the first Twilight Town world. But so that's why like it it is 3D printed <laughs> more or less. Yeah, and I mean, we we will at the end of this game see Sora enter into the data Twilight Town. So there's precedent of well, and I mean, the fact that Roxas was there too. There's precedent of physical things just being able to convert to data so i guess it probably is trivial to go the other way if it's easy to go one way it's probably just like you know he takes it out of the computer and it turns physical you know like Mm -hmm. i I think in this world this this technology is such that real things can be converted to and from data fairly easily um and so it it was trivial for him to just take it out into the real world this is why am i answering this question that's obviously supposed to be silly with such a serious answer i hate <laughs> why am i doing this on this comedy show um i don't know i think i think we have to throw it in i think we've lost the the plot this i i classed this question last time this is the last question it's from me <laughs> um <laughs> i only just now noticed that you wrote from at ghost of Joe. <laughs> i i was really committed to that bit um I was listing all the Twitter handles and I was like, I'll list my own. <laughs> um, I, I, I've asked this a hundred times on this show, but I brought it up last episode and it ended up being discussed in the Discord server uh, of is Kingdom Hearts about Sora? And the discussion in the Discord server was pretty, pretty good, um, sort of 
debating the merit of Sora as this everyman replaceable character and like you know he's kind of boring but um leaning into that theme of like my friends are my power and what that means for a narrative versus what that means for him being good at at being the, the center point of all of this shit um and, and i think it sort of ended up being like you know is kingdom hearts about xehanort because he's doing everything or like i ended up thinking about like is it even about xehanort or is it about just like the deeper evils of uh constantly needing like that the, the of greed and desire because <laughs> it's always about um the dissatisfaction of xehanort and like trying to find new things and take new things to a fault and creating the heartless and yada 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 and thinking about that scene in twin peaks with the bomb um being the root of all evil and it's a lot <laughs> to think about and and i don't know if kingdom hearts intends to raise those questions oh i think certainly it does i i mean it does regardless there's a reason that yeah i i i think yeah i don't i don't think there's any question that it intends to talk about that that type of evil and the type and the and the way in which the desire to set fire to all of the structure of civilization just to see what happens afterwards. Like that, that is an impulse that I think a lot of humans in real life have like, let's just burn it down and see what happens next because I'm dissatisfied. Like, like, like I think that that is an attitude that people have. And I think the message of the game is that like you have to, you have there may be problems with the world, but you have to build from what's there. Is sort of the message of the games. Whether or not you agree with that, it or or whether or not I agree, I agree with that is another thing. But I think that's kind of just the the um, yeah the ethical message of the games, and I think that's certainly intentional. Yeah, I think um, whether or not Nomura, and I think I I go through this with a lot of especially RPGs that are you know where you end up killing God. Um, I think there's like, I don't know if they ever really understand the weight of what they're talking about when they're dissecting these themes and these, uh, stuff like I've played a lot of RPGs where the real bad guy was capitalism the whole time, but like, do they know what that means when they're selling a product? Um, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, the same question. You don't have to ask that just about games, right? Or just about RPGs. Like just, that's just a good example. Someone tackles, yeah. Anytime someone tackles large questions, it, you're inevitable like when you're making art to think like a lot of people make art about concepts because they don't understand them and mm -hmm. they want to try to grasp at a greater understanding by making a story about it right that's kind of why we tell stories it's why we have myths and fables and things is to take something we don't understand and see if in telling a story we can get a, gr a greater or or more um mm-hmm nuanced view of that thing and inevitably we're going to put ourselves and our own biases into that story but that's kind of what we're trying to do and that's what people try to do when they make stories about big things yeah did you know that chicken run is about um feminism and like i think i remember reading that somewhere <laughs> yeah uh i'm i'm really into I, I have not seen that movie since i was a child i'm, so I'm, I don't know. I'm really into like how media aimed at children end up having extremely revolutionary ideas because the themes of teamwork and are like quote unquote considered childish so you see it more in kids media uh -huh. than adult media and that's that's my take for the week stay tuned for my think pieces do you want to end this <laughs> can we end this i feel like i had a closing thought on the, on the is kingdom hearts about sora but I think I mean mostly <laughs> I mean it's a franchise where wherein he is the protagonist most of the time so when it's not about Sora he is the exception so I think in a purely if you're looking at it purely by the amount of time in which he is on screen yeah it's about Sora <laughs> yeah I mean it's 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 being told about Sora if nothing else there's just I don't know how many there's more games without him than games that have him I think. Yeah. Or, well, I guess he he does end up showing up in Birth by Sleep in 358. It's technically not Sora and Recoded, but whatever. Um, <laughs> That's true. I fucking hate that game.
Let's end this. Well, before that, why don't you plug your shit? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetravisw. I have another podcast called Very Random Encounters. We are doing a very fun season this season where we are playing a game called Uncharted Worlds. So the premise of our show is that we use random number generators and random generators generally to determine as many things as possible. So all of the characters and all of the settings are randomly determined. So when you're playing in a genre that allows for weird aliens and you're just letting the numbers decide, uh, it allows for some pretty great possibilities. It's good. Um, It's been so much fun so far. I fully support it. Which, well, thank which I you. think I would do anyway, but I've, I have listened to it, and it's good. And I may have helped you come up with shit for it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll get, you'll get to them pretty... You'll, you'll hear them pretty soon. Great. Uh, the things that you made. Helped me make. Yeah. Helped me help the, the random dice. number generators yeah. make, yes. We, we, we collectively uh, interpreted dice rolls. That's right. Well, uh, what about you? Are you on the internet? I, uh, well, I mean, sometimes I... <laughs> I never log off. Uh huh. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, which is Ghost of J O. You can also read my writing about video games at ghostofjoe.com, spelled the same way. Uh, my most recent thing, I reviewed a game called Gender Wrecked, which I think kind of vaguely gets into what I was talking about about um, uh, media that doesn't take itself seriously, having themes um, that are really prominent, but like it's not accidental in this game. I. Just go read my review if you care. I don't want to try and break it down. But I also have um, another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, which I'm going to record later today. We talk about the anime called One Piece. That's It'll be Water 8 by the time you get to it. Ooh, good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we have like another two episodes before we actually get to the place called Water 7. So that's great. It's good, good, good podcast idea, me from two years ago. it's a lot of fun i enjoy it and i like one piece you can find this show on twitter at memorize cast um twitter.com slash memorize cast our pinned tweet at the very top of our page will take you to our discord server which has been so much fun it's so nice talking to all of you who are in the discord yeah it's like my favorite thing about making the show now uh very quickly was like oh this is great this is perfect um yeah we have a spoiler thread for you know shit like this episode and people ask questions there and we have a couple other threads for talking about other media we like we're in there more than i thought we would be to be completely honest um <laughs> i didn't know you use discord <laughs> outside of this show um I, i'm on the uh friends at the table fan discord oh, right. occasionally never saying anything but looking at things people say always lurking um so yeah come Come hang out with us if you if you want. It's cool. Uh, and if you don't use either Twitter or Discord, but you want to send us questions or something, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> uh, you have to use email. Uh, at, you can send us anything at gotitmemorized at gmail.com. Um, all lowercase, no spaces or underscores, no question mark, just gotitmemorized at gmail.com. I think that is everything that we have to plug today. So it is kind of tradition at this point to have fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> tradition in that it's happened a couple times. Twitter user Tom Ann Smith sent us an increasingly long and ridiculous title for our the end of our Ansem Report episodes. I, I don't um, know if, if this one can be topped because I feel like like what is there left? It's very true, but I mean... I mean, we gotta we gotta work with what we've got, and even if this even if this is peak Tom Man Smith, <laughs> this is what has been provided to us, and I think I think we just need to trust the process, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm totally ready. I think we could even break this up over the next couple episodes if we really wanted to. But um, uh, how how do do you want to read this, or should I have do I have to? No, read No, I did it? the intro, so you need to do the thing. Oh, uh, so I am reading it. Okay. Yeah, because you say that was, and then you fucking go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this has been this is this title of the episode. Um, I don't know what it'll look like in the podcatcher, but not this. I'll tell you that <laughs> this is the full title, um, as provided to us by Tom Ann Smith on Twitter. So this has been 
Kingdom Hearts, re-got it memorized, 1.5 plus 2.5 plus 2.8 on over 358 days, coded birth by chain of memories, final remix, prologue, unchained union, cross in brackets. He, Ansem, Zimnus, Terra Xehanort, Xehanort, Super Dark, D debug report compiled with the assistance of the illustrious organization of Xehanort, 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 and Xehanort. Now accepting, oh man, now accepting applications for the position of Xehanort. Heart not required. This is in parentheses, by the way. Parentheses, now accepting applications for the position of Xehanort, heart not required, <laughs> must be willing to, in all caps, submit to the darkness, trademark, in parentheses, in order to explain the complex machinations behind ki- Kingdom Hearts and the attempts of the organization to summon said kingdom and control it, and our opposition of the Keyblade wielder, hereafter. after. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that gets me. Hereafter Me too. As. Hereafter referred to as, he who knows nothing. <laughs> It therefore understands nothing in double parentheses. So thank you for, for, for listening to the show, listening to that series of words that Tom Ann Smith sent in. Um, God bless. Got it. Memorized. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and their loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.